We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we're live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we bring you part three in our new series entitled, The Ten Disturbing Claims of Christ. These ten claims of Christ will either draw you or they will drive you from Christ. But it is our hope that they will draw you to the Savior. These ten claims of Christ, they were so disturbing to the religious leaders of his day that they wanted to kill him for them. These ten claims of Christ, even today, still disturb all the false religions and cults of the world who do not know the historic Jesus of the Bible. So we're going to learn about these 10 disturbing claims of Christ and much, much more. For we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be challenged and uplifted uh, by the teaching tonight in the Lord. And we've been doing this series for a number of weeks now, The Ten Disturbing Claims of Christ. Now, in order for you to know these claims, you got to know these different W's. you got to know the who, who he is. you got to know the what, what you believe. you got to know the why, why you believe it. And you got to know the where, where you're going to go. And when you know who, what, why, where, you're going to be in good shape. The curse of the church today is biblical illiteracy. And Hosea is right. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And uh, the Apostle Paul warned the church of Corinth in 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4, there is another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. And you need to know the real Jesus over the counterfeit because there is a lot of counterfeits running around the landscape that uh, look, sound, and act like the real Jesus of historic Christianity, but it's another Jesus. It's another spirit, another gospel. And the Apostle Paul said to the church of Galatia that if anyone preaches any other gospel than that which you've heard, let him be, the Greek word is anathema. That's one of the strongest Greek words, which means curse. Now, let me uh, give you a little background on uh, where we're going to be going this time, and then I'm going to give you a little review. Uh, 
If you look sometime in your Bible at John chapter 10, this is where we're going to be going tonight, and verses 22 through 42, I won't read all that, but keying on verse 22, at that time the Feast of Dedication took place in Jerusalem, and this was during the winter time at the Temple of Solomon. And the Jews then were gathered around him and were saying to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ or the Messiah, tell us. And then Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name. These testify of me, but you do not believe. Uh, you know, so Jesus went on to just talk about uh, the the believers being the sheep and he being the shepherd. Now, this is the final public declaration by the Lord Jesus of his deity calling on people to believe it. And he interjected the word works. If you believe not uh, who I am, believe me for the very works sake. And he said that over and over. You know, no other cult leader could claim that. Not only claim to be God, but Jesus backed it up with his works, the miracles that he did. Now, as a means of review, let's review what we've, we've learned thus far regarding these claims of Christ. And we're going to deal with one through three. The first one was, uh, the first disturbing claim was of Christ claiming to, to forgive sins. And he did. And we learn in Mark 2, 1 through 12, and Luke 7, 47 through 50, he healed the paralyzed man, and the religious hounds of hell uh, said, Who can forgive sins uh, but God alone? Well, that's, that was true. Only God could do that, and Jesus did that. That should have shut him up right there. But the hounds of hell uh, just uh, was in denial. And we got people like that today. We got people in denial in churches and outside of churches about who Jesus claimed to be. Uh, another important question is, why didn't they believe it? Why didn't they believe the claims of Christ? Well, there's an answer to that. It's 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine within them. Satan has blinded people's minds spiritually and psychologically regarding the claims of Jesus Christ. The second disturbing claim of Christ is that he claimed to be the Son of God. Uh, in the Greek language, the phrase means that Jesus shares equally the same nature, essence, and being of God. When you hear the term in the Bible, Son of Man, it can refer to two things, his humanity and divinity. But when you hear the word Son of God, it always refers to the divinity the divinity alone. Why? Because he's sharing equality with his father, being just the son itself. Now, the third disturbing claim of Christ is that he claimed to be one with God. One how? One in nature, essence, and being. And that is why the religious hounds of hell accused him of blasphemy and tried to kill him over and over again. And we find this in John 10, uh, verses 30 through 33. John 10, verses 30 through 33. And it is so interesting here that Jesus 
says, and this is what it says in the King James, I and my father are one. But in the Greek, it is even more profound. And it gives a black eye to Pentecostal oneness and all of the cult, cultic groups. Jesus said in Greek, I and my father, we, put the word there, we are one, to give you a distinction between the father and the son and saying that they are equal as one. Now, this is a very important point. A lot of us have been taught that the Lord's Prayer is my Father, our Father, which art in heaven. Let me correct you on that. That's the disciples' prayer. The Lord's Prayer is found in John 17. I was telling my students that in seminary uh, about a week ago, and they were blessed by that because they had been taught the opposite, and most of us have been taught that. But in John 17, verse 21, when Jesus prayed and said that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. The word one here in this context of John 17 is referring to unity and unity in purpose. Make a note of that. Unity and unity in purpose. But in John 10, verse 30, here in this context, Jesus is referring to the oneness as deity, nature, essence, and being. That's why they wanted to kill him. You know, we find in that uh, chapter, John 10, verses 30 through 33, and uh, that the Jews got so angry that uh, they got ready to uh, stone him and kill him because they thought that he was blaspheming, and that's not what he was doing at all. Uh, Let me uh, read this uh, so that we can get a a deeper understanding of this in the context of what's uh, going on here. Uh, And so let me start off uh, with verse uh, 30. Jesus says in John 10, I and my Father, we are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Now, why were they wanting to stone him? Because they were smart enough and they knew the law. They knew the law better than you and me. They knew the law. They knew what blasphemy was. And that's what I always try to say to cults. Just take a lesson from the religious leaders of Jesus' day. If you don't believe that he's God, listen to them. Listen to their rebukes. Listen to what they're doing. You know, cults say, oh, no, he wasn't claiming to be God. You know what? You need to take a long lesson from these religious leaders because they are believing and they are knowing that Jesus is claiming to be God. Now, notice here. Look at verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Why? Because it was taught them in the Old Testament that any time a man claimed to be God, he was worthy of death because he was blaspheming. Now notice here, verse 32, Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my, from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. There is the word, blasphemy. Uh, you know, you being a man, 
Make yourself God with a capital G. You know, the Jehovah's Witnesses put a little g. But see, that is eisegesis. That's reading into the text something that's not there. Any Greek scholar will tell you, you have gone, you've lost your mind putting a, a little g there. And, you know, they believe, Jehovah's Witnesses, that the Father, Jehovah God, is capital G, and Jesus is a little God, little g. Now, this goes against the God of the Bible because he says in Exodus 20, thou shalt have no other gods before me with a little g. So why are you doing that, Jehovah's Witnesses? See, and anybody else is trying to say Jesus is a God. Now, a God. Now, Jesus here in John 10, verse 30, is talking about in this context. This context is different from the context of John 17. And what he's doing here. He's claiming oneness as deity in nature, essence, and being with his father. And that's why they wanted to kill him. And so uh, one of the things that we need to understand, I'm going to say this in closing. One of the things that we need to understand is this. Go to the scriptures when you're witnessing and show them to cults in the passages that they hate. This is one that they hate. They don't like this, and this is why they changed the in their translation, the New World Translation, the Jehovah Witnesses, a God, because any scripture that they don't like, they will put words in there that's other than what the Bible says. And so this is a powerful scripture. Now, let me say this. My friend, you may be totally ignorant of who Jesus is when you first become a Christian. But as you grow into the Lord, you better grow into knowing that he's God. Because Jesus said in John 8 and 24, if you believe not that I am he, you will die in your sins. I didn't say that. This is not Buckner. This is Jesus. If you believe not that I am he, that is a divine title. I am. If you believe not that I am, you will die in your sins. So if you are denying Jesus right now, and you're hearing this message, and you are denying Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you an invitation right now to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and God, the one who stepped out on nothing, grabbed a handful of nothing, threw nothingness nowhere, and nothingness became a universe. That is the God by which we serve. He is the creator. But I'm going to say this in closing. He's not only the creator, according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, he is the sustainer. You ever taught people that? We talk about him being the creator, but being the sustainer of this universe, having the sun in a place where it doesn't burn us, having the, 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 the earth made in a way, way, designed in a way where we don't freeze to death, don't you know that that is a God that sustains us? He creates and he sustains So repent right now, my friend. Turn to Jesus. Give your life to him. Recognize he is the Savior, the only God that can save you right now of your sins. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right. It's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, an expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. 
If you have questions or comments for Dr. Buckner tonight, give us a call if you need prayer. We want to pray with you. We always say prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. And on the topic of prayer, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. Without your diligent prayers, we could never have been on the air so many years. We also want to thank those who over the last week uh, were so generous and able to give financially and partner with us for this ministry Jackie, Sandra, Keith, Jim, and Kim, Alfred, Benjamin, Lorraine, and C.R. Charles. We just can't thank you enough for being so willing to listen to God's Spirit and to uh, share with us what blessings God has shared with you. And you know that blessing is going on ahead of you into eternity and that we are touching lives for time and eternity as a result of your giving. We just want to remind everyone that it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air. And right now we need about $180 for this week's program. So if you want this program to continue, if you want this program to be on Saturday, uh, especially when you turn that dial, uh, you don't want to discover that all of a sudden we're not here. So we want to implore you to partner with us financially. We need your help. Remember us as your favorite radio programs, and when you get your income tax, tax refund, we are in it for the long haul for time and eternity. Remember us when you have that extra and God is trying to speak to your heart about where to, where to put it. And, you know, there's so many ministries that are on the air, and all of a sudden you, they're here today and gone tomorrow because they didn't get the support that they need. So if you've been listening to this program for as long as we've been on, which is a long time, um, maybe it's time for you to step up to the plate and knock a home run for contending for the faith. Uh, there's two ways to donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online to Contending Faith. Dot org, contendingfaith.org. Click the donate button and it's that simple. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity, changing lives for the future, allowing God to use you and partner with us in this ministry. Dr. Buckner. Oh, yeah. And we have a letter, too. Oh, that's gonna... right. <clears throat> I've almost forgotten. I'm holding it in my hand here. <laughs> and it's hiding behind. Anyway, uh, we do have a letter. You know, we always encourage the listening audience to Drop us a note and let us know how the program has blessed you. And guess what? Someone did it. (laughs) It says, Dear Dr. Buckner, thank you for uh, taking us deeper in the word than most teachers. I learned so much, and it makes me want to read the word of God more. God bless you. God bless your new year. And thank you to you and Gary for being so faithful to this radio program. Signed, Sandy. Well, that's a nice letter, Dr. Buckner. Yes, it is. And I almost forgot we also have another announcement. Uh, we just want to let you know that Dr. Buckner will be a keynote speaker and lead three workshops at the upcoming BASS, that's Bay Area Sunday School Convention, March 5th through the 7th, 2020. Um, that's March 5th through the 7th. Uh, for more information, you can go to 
www.bassconvention.org. Uh, the convention will be held in Castro Valley, California. All right, Dr. Buckner. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements and the encouraging words as well. And let's get to uh, our callers. Who do we have first? All right, we're going to Brother C.C. is up Brother next. C- Brother C.C., how are you doing? Um, how you guys doing? Oh, we're truly blessed. And how did you get blessed by the word tonight? I got blessed in many ways. Um, I like how you broke it down, um, explaining with the Son of Man and the Son of God. Being, you said that then you talked about the Son of Man had to do with his humanity and divinity, but when he talked about the being the, uh, the Son of God, he was he's speaking. You talk about nature, essence, and being, and sharing the same equality with God. And a lot of times. Um, like you said, that that really a lot of folks disagree with that, and um, a lot of people don't really understand that term. And and I really appreciate how you how you really open that up that Jesus is God, and that He shared the same um, nature, essence, and being with Him. And even when you said I and the Father are one in John chapter ten, all the passages that you used were um, you made it simply explicitly clear in terms of who Jesus is, that he's God. And even I like how you brought, broke it down between the Jehovah Witnesses when they actually, in the New World Translation, take take out the capital G and put a little G in there. I mean, I, I mean, teacher was amazing. I like, I love it. Hey, man, we appreciate that feedback and glad that you were encouraged and touched and uh, by the word tonight. And uh, uh, you have a question on your heart tonight? Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question in, in Matthew chapter 24. Okay, and what's your verse? It's actually verse 24. Okay, 2424. Yeah. All righty, you have your Bible there? Yeah, yes, I do. Why don't you read it, and then after you read it, uh, ask us your question. Okay, it says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a reading of the word. Mm-hmm. And and the question I want to ask you in terms of that, I know there's a lot more to this verse, um, when it's talked about the, the false prophets, because that's still tying to Joe Witnesses. And if we could just go over a little bit what you talked about last week with the Mormons and Joe Witnesses, you said that they had contacted Hitler or something. I don't know. It was I was, it was so much. I was so much information. I was trying to uh, get... Oh yeah. Well, what you what you probably want to do is uh, go back to the podcast and and listen to it. That way, you can really get the full uh, teaching on it. And or you can contact us, and we could uh, provide a CD for you to hear it. So those are two ways you can do it. But basically, I was saying that uh, you know Rick had called in and asked a question about the Jehovah's Witnesses and that they have in their history early racism, and I said yes, and then uh, I broke down uh, some information uh, about them and uh, how uh, some of their leaders uh, went to also to uh, connect with uh, Adolf Hitler uh, and uh, was supportive of Adolf Hitler. So anyway, if you um, check out our podcast or contact us through um, mail 
or call us, we can provide that CD because I would encourage you to listen to the CD because what I do with the CD, I give the name of the person as well as the quotations and where it's from. So I would encourage you to do that. Getting to this verse of scripture here, um, this is a warning coming from Jesus uh, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And I'm sure glad that he put that word in there, if, because he could have said that they would, but he said, if possible, uh, they would deceive the very elect. And we are all the elect. Now, remember, if you look at First uh, John 4, uh, John talks about testing the Spirit, but he also says, uh, many uh, went out from us, but they were not all of us. In other words, there are people sometimes that are in churches that are not being grounded, or if they're even grounded, sometimes they'll still uh, float away. Uh, but John, even in his day, said not all of them are of us. You know, they were with us, but they were not all of us. Uh, Walter Martin, my mentor, used to always say 80% of the kingdom of the cults is made up of people that were previously in the church, but now they're involved with some type of cult. And that's why it's important to disciple people on who the real Jesus is over the counterfeit. So uh, Jesus here is warning his, his followers, his disciples, about false Christ, because there were people going around in the day saying that they were Christ, like today people are doing that too. And then there, there are false prophets all over the place, and he said they will arise. And so great signs and wonders. And, and you know, you think it's bad now. Uh, when the Antichrist come, uh, you think these guys are something, they're going to be like little toys in a crackerjack box when the Antichrist come because uh, it says in Revelation chapter 13 that the Antichrist, which it, it doesn't mention the word Antichrist except in the epistles of John, but it says the beast. That uh, and that's another name for the Antichrist. That he deceived the whole world with signs and wonders. So this is like a preview of the coming attraction. And so what we're dealing with, uh, Jesus said, if it were possible. Now, the fact that he says if it were possible, meaning that it is going to be a big challenge upon a lot of people in the churches, because. Uh, these people know how to tickle the ears, and if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't been uh, uh, discipled in the essential doctrines, it's easy for you to be swept away. Because Paul says the time will come. He said that in Second Timothy four, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers who will tickle their ears, and the truth of God shall be made into fables. The Greek word is mythology. And all of it is a myth. It's, they're into mythology, not theology. And so we see here that the uh, the false teachers, false Christ, are so appealing, so attractive. And yet the comforting word in this that debunks it all from them getting the elect 
is the fact that you have to tie this into John 10. And Jesus says there in John 10, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me and no man. Now, and you know, it says in the King James, no man. In the Greek, it says not anyone, including even Satan. That's a powerful Greek word, not anyone shall plunk them out of my hands. Isn't that powerful? To link this passage with John chapter 10, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me, and not anyone shall plunk them out of my hand. So when you look at John 10, verses 4 and 5, it says, when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, verse 5, and a stranger will they not follow, will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. That's a powerful thing when you put this together with that verse because you've got to put that together with the elect thing. So hopefully that helps out, and uh, that's been an encouragement to you. And we're going to get your prayer request. It's going to be brought to a commercial right now, but hopefully that was an encouraging word to you. That, that was very encouraging. Man, you, that's a lot of me, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you a lot. I, I mean, I highly appreciate it. Hey, all right. We don't deal with bones. We deal with uh, spiritual sirloin steak. Amen. And the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So what's your hey. yes. what's, what's your prayer request, quickly? Um, if, you, if you guys could pray for my family and then pray for my dad because he had surgery and something's wrong. You know, he has complications with his heart. And a bunch of things. You can pray for me too. I've been been going in uh, deep, you know, like a lot of deep depression, getting getting attacked a lot. And pray for my mother Rosalinda. And then if you can lift up Gail King for her protection, because that statement she made about Kobe Bryant bringing up his past, now people are putting threat, death threats and they want to kill her. So I want to pray for her protection, and also pray for Brad Pitt that he can come to know the Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to definitely pray for all these prayer requests. And Gail King, uh, I would say to her to learn from that because there's a time to speak, Solomon said, and a time to be silent. You know what? When somebody just died a terrible death, last thing you want to do is be bringing up the, any negative. And that's why she's getting so much bad feedback. And even Snoop Dogg, which he shouldn't have did, uh, talked about, you know, you know, called her uh, curse word, and then said, "We come, we'll come after you." That's unacceptable and unchristian. But you know what? We need to just uh, have some positive thoughts for those who have passed on, and try to have an encouraging word. And uh, also, just put on your armor when you're going through that depression. Uh, you're too blessed to be depressed by the devil's mess. Uh, so put on that armor daily, and uh, so you will get equipped and you won't get whipped by the enemy so are you putting the armor on daily yes i've been putting it on i've been quoting ephesians 6 and i actually quote it before i go to sleep too okay so i need to quote it more though i need to quote it more yeah yeah you got to put that on and daily and uh also stay in the word you know you got to be in the word and have the word in you because the word of god is a thing that's going to give you victory and that's what jesus did when he was confronted by the enemy he used the word against him when you do when you be attacked like that quote the word at the enemy all right brother gary we're gonna pray for our brother all right so lord we just lift up brother cc we pray for 
peace right now, that perfect peace which surpasses all understanding, guard his heart and his mind, Lord God, that he would not uh, struggle with depression. But, Lord God, help him to know that you are with him even unto the end of the age. You'll never leave him nor forsake him and that you will be right there with him. He has nothing to fear. He has no reason to worry. He has no reason to be afraid But because you are standing with him. And if God is for him, who can stand against him? We pray for his dad post-surgery, Lord God, that you would just continue to bring healing into his life. Lift up his family, his mother. We lift up uh, these celebrities, Brad Pitt, Gail King. And we just pray for them and, and, and those who like them in Hollywood and the entertainment scene or the political arena, Lord God, that they need to be saved just like anyone. And you, Lord God, we just pray that you would bless people to come into their lives to speak the word of truth so they would hear it and respond and come into a saving knowledge of you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Cece, for your call, and God bless you, brother. Thank you. God bless you guys, too. All righty, Brother Gary. Are we... It looks like I hear this theme music. It's time for us to take a commercial break. Be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. And once again, we want to thank everybody who has been praying for this ministry. It is a uh, listener-supported, prayer-driven ministry, and we need your prayers, and we need your financial support as well. Right now, we are in the red 180 uh, dollars for this week, and so we want to get into the black. Black is beautiful, Dr. Buckner. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be in the black, and so we need your help to get there. Uh, you know, we don't want you to turn on the dial on a Saturday night and discover, wait, where is the program? program is not here because no one's supporting the program, and we don't want that. And the program has been supported faithful, by faithful givers and faithful listeners over the last almost 20 years. So we want you guys to consider partnering with us. If you've never given, now's the time to give. There's two ways you can donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Get on your laptop, your smartphone, your tablet, Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, click on the donate button, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Also, I want to remind you that uh, Dr. Buckner will be a keynote speaker and lead, and lead three workshops at the upcoming Bass Convention. Bass stands for Bay Area Sunday School Convention. This year, it's going to be March the 5th through the 7th. Um, the convention will be held in Castro Valley, California. For more information, go to www.bassconvention.org. All right, Dr. Buckner, ready for the phone lines again? Yes, do it. Let's do it. Okay, we've got Brother Rick on hold. Brother Rick, how you doing? Very <clears throat> blessed. We're truly blessed, truly blessed. Good to hear your voice, and uh, we hope that you're doing well as well. Got, got a question for you. All right, what's on your heart? Well, you know, people. We, we read the book, the Gospel of John, and people get confused because we we hear the word and it's finished twice. Once in John seventeen during the Lord's Prayer, and then the second time we know 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 it very well during the crucifixion of Christ. So, what is the meaning behind it? 
Okay, very good uh, question there. Uh, appreciate that, Rick. Um, this can be somewhat confusing because uh, he does use the word uh, finished. Uh, but if you, uh, well, let me just back up here. Uh, this chapter here is a transitional chapter making the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. And uh, Jesus does several things here in this chapter. Uh, number one, Jesus prays for, is praying for himself in verses 1 through 5. And then number two, Jesus is praying for his apostles in verses 6 through 19. And then thirdly, Jesus prayed for all New Testament believers who will form the church in verses 20 through 26. That's a tremendous chapter here. And uh, if you look at John 17, chapter 17 and verse uh, uh, 5, uh, he says here, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. So Jesus answers this question, the first question you have, what's the difference? Okay, because the, when he talks about uh, finish the work, he's talking about finish the work of the ministry. So this word finish is referring to his entire three-and-a-half-year ministry on the earth. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He's getting ready to die for the sins of the world. And then when you look at John 19 and verse 30, and he says, Tetelestai, it is finished. He's talking there about a different finish. He's talking about the completion of bearing the judgment wrath for sinners. And he cried on that cross. Uh, and Eli, Eli, Lombaxabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he said also, he said, it is finished. Why did he say it's finished? He finished the work of Calvary. The first finish is the work. He finished the work of the ministry. And so in John 17 and 5, finished the work of the ministry. John 19 verse 30, finished the work of Calvary. Dying for the sins of the whole world. And dying for not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world, as John talks about in his epistle. So uh, this, these two chapters, this chapter and then chapter 17 going down to 19, and then you see the word finish in the other Gospels, is tremendous words of Christ. And uh, many times during resurrection time, many preachers will preach the last seven sayings of Christ on the cross. Well, this is one of them. It is finished. Finish the redemptive work of the cross. And hopefully that gives you some insight into those two words, it's finished. Two, two completely unique, and, and both are very important. Very much important, yeah. So do some additional study on that, and I know the Lord will bless you, but that will give you some uh insight into what these two uh, words mean. And then let's pray for you as well. you have a prayer request? Any prayer requests? Yes. First, I pray for my sister. My sister has been in town. Uh, she's been re-diagnosed with cancer that she had 20 years ago. 
and it was cancer around her nose, and it's been traveling around around that area again. So uh, we, we pray for a relief of her, we pray for a remission of the cancer, and also pray for her salvation. All right. Well, let's uh, do that, Brother Gary. All right. So, Lord, we also lift up Brother Rick today as well, that you continue to encourage him, continue to bless him, continue to strengthen him, continue to stand with him all the days of his life, Lord God. And we lift up his sister, who's got some tough, tough news. But, Lord, you are the great physician, and you have never lost a case. There's no situation too hard. There's no problem too difficult that you cannot solve it. And this is no different. We pray for healing in his sister from this cancer. You deliver her from it, Lord God, remove it, eradicate it from her very body, and that you, Lord God, would also not only eradicate that cancer, but give her that opportunity to have her sin eradicated, and that she would come into a saving knowledge of you, Lord God. Woo her to yourself, Lord God. Draw her to yourself, Lord God, and bring her into salvation. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And Rick, thank you so much for that uh your call, as well as that good question. Thank you. All right. God bless. And uh, who do we have next, Brother Gary? All right. We're going to go to Munir. Munir, how you doing? Hey, good evening. I'm doing well. How about yourself? We're truly blessed. We like that name. Very unique name. Oh, what, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise what does it mean? It, it means uh, luminous. It means brilliant. It means one who shines the light upon the path. So I, I and I definitely consider myself to be a light bearer for for Christ for the Lord. Amen. Well, we appreciate you fulfilling that that, that name. And is this your yeah. first time calling in? It is. As I was telling the, the brother, I happened to be up. The Lord got me up early this morning, and uh-huh. um, and and I said, Lord, I don't know if you want me up at three this morning, but here I am. And you know, if you decide to keep me up, I'll get on up. And so I got up and got in the Word for a good. I have to get in the Word in the morning, man. I have to start my, my mornings for a, a seemingly anywhere from a half an hour to two hours just spending time with the Lord. You know, I, I think of Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first, you know, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all things will be added unto unto you and unto us. And so that's what I, I that's my practice, you know, to get up and, and to, seek, to seek my Heavenly Father's face, you know? Well, you are... Definitely doing the right thing. Gary and I, we always encourage people to start the day off with in the Word. Get into the Word and get the Word into you. And then we also add to that uh, that gives you even greater power is to put on the full armor of God. Dress up. uh, You know, don't leave the house without it. You know, you put on that armor just like you don't leave the house without having your clothes on. You need your spiritual clothes on along with the Word of God. And so, brother, keep on doing what you're doing. And what uh, makes you call t- tonight? What's on your heart? Okay. And that full armor, that's Ephesians 4, 6, it is? That's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. 10 through 18. Yes, okay, yes. So you uh-huh. want to make sure that you put that on daily by faith and get to the point where you can get it memorized because meditation leads to memorization. And a lot of people say, well, I have a hard time memorizing, Dr. Buckner. I said, well, it's not about your ability. It's about your availability, you know. And the more we avail ourselves and get into the Word, get the Word into us, we become powerful because 
That's what God wants us to do. And that's the thing that the enemy hates is when we end that word, Jesus knew the word in such a way that when he was tested by the enemy, he said, it is written. If we don't know the, if we don't know the word, we're not going to be able to, uh, you know, defeat the enemy. He's going to defeat us, you know, so that's so important. Amen. That's right. I agree. How can we stand on it if we don't know what it says, if we don't know what's been declared, and we don't know that we already have the victory? How else are we going to be able to walk in it when we got all of this world pulling at us in the ways that it's pulling at us? So amen and amen to that. I agree. That's right. Hosea says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so what's on your heart? Uh, what's on your heart? Well, a couple of things. Um, and I left you a voicemail, too, this morning. So I, I, I look forward to this being uh, just the beginning of, uh, of a relationship with you guys in Christ. So yes. but, uh, you, you this morning, so you talked about a book by one of your mentors. It was Kingdom of the... Cults. I lost that password. It's, it's, I thought it... Yeah, it's by uh, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin. He was a leading expert in the cults, and he wrote a book called The Kingdom of the Cults. It was an award-winning book, and he took it through the courts to get it uh, approved because he didn't want anybody to sue him, and he dealt with all of the cults, Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, Christian Scientists. It's a masterpiece to have. You You want to get it. Mm-hmm. I believe, uh, yeah, I, it was really, your whole show this morning was speaking to where, where I believe the Lord is, is calling me, and that is to, you know, it, it's clear in His Word that we're called to, to witness. And right now I'm reading a book, I want to know if you're familiar with it, it's called Tell Them. It's by Dag Heward Mills. Mm-hmm. It's 120 Reasons Why You Should Be a Soul Winner. Are you familiar at all with yeah, that? Yeah, I've heard of it. So it's a good book to read. You know what I'm going to do? What I'm going to do, I got your number. I'm going to call yeah. you. We're going to try to squeeze in one more call. We only got a minute. But I'm going to call okay. you. I got your number. I'm going to give you a call, and we're going to dialogue about that book Amen. and some other things, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. And I want to just say real quick before I go off the air that to the radio show that hearing the voice of God, this was a, a, something that the Holy Spirit put on on my heart this morning by way of one of my spiritual fathers, that hearing the voice of God, it's no longer an option. Is no longer an option. So I believe us men of God, specifically all men, that we are called to, to hear and to know His voice. Amen, so brother. The Word of God is no longer an option. It's time for us to step up and to play our rightful role and to do what God has called us to do. I say we say a healthy amen to that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your call. All right, brother Gary, let's try to squeeze in the last call. All right, we have uh, Sophia. Sophia, how you doing? Oh, I'm just fine. I know that everyone says I'm blessed. Well, of course I'm blessed because I'm listening to you now. I'll be really fast. I know we have like 30 seconds, but maybe I'll call back next week because I finally went to a breakfast with some uh, Christian ladies. They said, oh, we believe in Jesus. To make a long story short, when we got there, they said, we're talking about Jesus. They said, oh, yes, of course we believe in Jesus. Um, I said, well, he's my Lord and Savior. They said, no, we, are, uh, we, we love Jesus. He, we're Armenians, and we say, Jesus, he can't save, but he equips us so we can save ourselves. And I've never heard the term Armenians. I don't know what they mean, but they say the whole Bible says we have to do it ourselves. So he doesn't save us. He just lets us uh, save. He, he, he lets us save ourselves. Yeah, we can't save ourselves. It's by the grace of God that we are that we are. That's what Paul says. We're going to pick up this conversation because it looks like I can hear that music. And let's pick up with the Armenian as well as um, talk about a few other things and call us a little bit earlier so we can get to your call. All right, Brother Gary. 
All right. Thank you, Sophia, for your call. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.